Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. China says it was simply a weather balloon gone astray, but the Pentagon says Beijing was spying. So how many spy balloons are in the air? And could they be watching us? Today, an aerospace engineer and national security expert on what China's up to. My name is Ian Boyd. I'm a professor of aerospace engineering and the director for the Center of National Security Initiatives at the University of Colorado in Boulder, America. Ian, last week, if you were to read the small news outlet Billings Gazette, which not many people in Australia have heard about, in Billings, Montana, there was a headline and it said, flights grounded in Billings. But it wasn't local officials that did that. It was the US federal government. What on earth was happening? Well, um, I guess that this uh, very high altitude balloon had been detected um, above Montana in, uh, in United States airspace. And there was, of course, concerns that it was unidentified. And, mm. uh, you know, there was concern to make sure that there was no um, danger to, you know, anybody in any way. Okay. That's the moon. It's a little fuzzy out here, and it's a kind of a cruddy phone, but it's slightly overcast. Well, what the heck is that? Well, hello, everybody. Uh, I am sitting in my driveway here in Billings, Montana. And right now, there is a ground stop on our airport. And this thing is up in the sky. And I have no idea what it is. Mm, it was pretty big, wasn't it? Big in terms of the story or big in terms of the, the balloon itself? <laughs> I think I in the think end, both. both. Yeah, right. But the yeah. balloon itself, uh, you know, it's huge, huge. Yeah, I mean, I, what the U.S. government has been saying is that the, uh, you know, the vehicle, if you like, not the balloon, but the vehicle itself is the size of three uh, buses. Mm. It, it is a surveillance balloon, right? So there is a surveillance capability underneath this large balloon, right? So... Look at a blimp. A blimp has a basket, right? So there's a basket underneath it. And, you know, there's a lot of discussion, of course, about whether this is a uh, weather balloon, which is the Chinese side of things, or um, a spy surveillance balloon, which is what America is saying. Mm. And, um, you know, if, if the balloon is really that large, it's much, much larger than any weather balloon I've ever heard of. Right. So the Pentagon it did come out pretty quickly, held a press conference to say that there was a Chinese surveillance balloon flying over Montana. Right. And I think that, um, you know, the speed at which that communication was made hopefully means that they were very confident of that assertion. Yeah. So, so again, uh, this is a surveillance balloon uh, hovering, you know, operating at about 60,000 feet. Um, Clearly, you know, we did a, a very close assessment in terms of... Uh, so how did the Pentagon pick it up? It must have been pretty obvious it was there, I would have thought, given its size. 
Yes, you know, it's, uh, it seems to have been operating at an altitude of something like 60,000 feet. Mm. So we, you know, when we fly around in airplanes, they're down about 30 to 40,000 feet. So it's flying, you know, higher than airplanes. Uh, but like you said, it's so large. And these days there are so many tracking devices out there, you know, for, for everyday um, flights as well as for national security considerations. And, um, you know, that's a region of the country here in Montana where some of the U.S. missile sites are located. So there's, you know, there's plenty of tracking of, of everything that's flying overhead. Mm, so how long was it up in the air before the Pentagon realized it was there? Well, that's not entirely clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a sighting out in Alaska in the Aleutian uh, Islands and, um, you know, it's believed that the bloom probably went into Canada for a while mm. and then reappeared, you know, across its southern border into the U.S. and Montana. And from there, you know, it, it, it headed, what, eastwards and ended up just over the ocean. OK, but it's, it's flown over a fair bit of ground before it's been spotted. So just bring me up to speed what happens next. President Biden... He began speaking about it and he ordered it be shot down. When I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. So tell me about that because that sounds rather dramatic. Well, I think, um, you know, I think it was interesting to see how long it took for that decision to be carried Mm. out. I think there was a lot of, uh, here in the U.S., a lot of pressure to shoot it down right away. You know, it was kind of a national prestige sort of thing. This is all about China testing the American resolve. And unfortunately, the president failed that test. But actually, I think, that, you know, to, to let it play out uh, as, as they have done, you know, this has been such a, a big story on the international stage. And I think that they really wanted to, to be honest, to make China squirm a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, you know, it's not clear today what the explanation is, but to allow a large object to fly into the sovereign airspace of another country is very irresponsible. Mm. And I think that the U.S. is trying to try to hold China to account for this. Mm. You know, we'll see what impact it actually has. After days of tracking the massive Chinese balloon as it moved eastwards across the United States, President Joe Biden ordered the U.S. Air Force to shoot it down. Whoa. Suddenly we saw something take off from the jet and knew it was a missile. But as to what's happening next, I mean, uh, on a practical level, of course, the U.S. Navy is trying to collect as much of the debris as it can mm-hmm. to see what they can uh, find out about it. Before we talk more about that, it does come at, at an interesting time, doesn't it? Because Antony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, was just about to make a key diplomatic trip to China. So why on earth would China do this now when these big powers, these big nations are trying to actually repair their connection? Yeah, I think over the years, um, I mean, over the last couple of decades, China has conducted a number of these actions which are hard to understand, hard to interpret. Mm. You know, about 15 years ago, they shot down one of their own satellites. You know, it caused a lot of uh, space debris, and it caused a lot of problems for space operators. The International Space Station had to be remaneuvered. And so at, at that time, people thought, well, maybe China had not fully understood the implications of that action. And that could be true here as well. I mean, I think, like you just said, 
I doubt China thought there was going to be if they, if this was a deliberate provocation, let's say. Hmm. I doubt China thought the you know the response from the U.S. was going to be so strong. The interest from the international community was going to be so strong. So that's one possible explanation, a miscalculation. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be that this is some kind of experimental balloon, and they did lose, you know, they lost uh, control of it. The, you know, the Chinese story is it's a weather balloon that they lost control of. Hopefully the, the U.S. government is able to, to share a lot of the information that they can glean from studying the debris. Yeah. Okay. So it's a bit unclear exactly what the Chinese were up to. It's always a bit difficult to determine that. Uh, but if they were after information, for instance, what would they have been looking for or using this balloon to gain? Yeah, if it's a spy, you know, surveillance uh, balloon, mm. they would have a lot of instrumentation, you know, cameras that could be taking photographs and video of everything below it, you know, towns and buildings and power supplies and rivers, all those kinds of things. Another thing they probably are doing is using different parts of what we call the electromagnetic spectrum. So when we use our eyes to see, that's what we call the visible part of the spectrum. But if you use other parts, you can see other things. So if you use um, infrared, uh, you can see at night in the dark. And then there's other parts of the spectrum, uh, something called the radio frequency bands that is kind of like radar, so you can bounce beams off of surfaces and make out what they are. So they'll have a, you know, a range of uh, different instruments that can be used um, during the day, in, in daylight, at night, um, if there's clouds. And, and then what you do is you kind of piece together all these different images to provide information. And what, they'd be looking to steal secret information from the US, military information? What, what are they after? Well, I think that's, that's also part of the mystery because mm. it's hard for me to believe they really would be collecting, gathering any new information that they wouldn't already be able to get by other means. Mm. And so that's part of why I think maybe it's they're just trying to irritate the US a little bit. It's all part of what makes it such an interesting story. Mm, By other means of gathering that sort of information, I guess you mean things like satellites. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how sophisticated are the Chinese at spying? Do we know? Well, um, I'm not sure I know, but they clearly (laughs) are uh, very sophisticated in technology, Mm -hmm. you know, these days. I mean, I would say in some of the research areas that I work in, maybe 15 years ago, you know, Chinese scientists... We're just trying to catch up with the rest of the world in, you know, in terms of engineering and science uh, research publications. But today they're, you know, they're publishing at the state of the art, you know, on the, on the edge of um, these fields. And so it's safe to assume they have, you know, very sophisticated military technology mm-hmm. and that they probably do have, you know, sophisticated um, spying capabilities in space. Mm, okay, tell me, Ian, does the US have spy balloons like this? Well, certainly before things like the uh, the U-2 high-altitude spy plane, before the uh, advent of spy satellites, the US and others used uh, use these kinds of balloons. Mm-hmm. And they've even been used, you know, in, in action like in Afghanistan, where it's perceived that there's not much danger for them being shot down. I mean, these these balloons, they do have certain capabilities and nations find uses for them. Okay, so I've got to ask you, how many of these balloons could be in the air right now and are any above Australia? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you know, it seems like there's multiple reports, uh, right? Uh, there's more than one balloon, and they've been seen up and down the Americas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if the winds are blowing in the right direction, um, they could, uh, could go down your way as well. Mm -hmm. And with that, you know, great big outback that you have, they could be floating over there and maybe no one's noticing them. It does seem though, doesn't it, Ian, like prime conspiracy theory bait as well. So I guess we don't want to panic too much about these balloons floating around in the sky. No, I, I, and, and I was, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, maybe I was being too uh, lighthearted there. But, <laughs> um, but, you know, there certainly is a, a possibility. I, you know, on the other hand, there's really no, you know, military threat from these objects. I mean, like I said, I don't think if it is a spy balloon, China would be getting any information that it doesn't already have. Dr. Ian Boyd is the director of the Center for National Security Initiatives at the University of Colorado Boulder. The Chinese government has denounced the US decision to down the balloon, saying it was excessive and violates international convention. This episode was produced by Sydney Peed and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, please email us on ABC News Daily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.